Welcome to another episode of Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as my good friend Linda likes to say, it's the show that helps you grow. You enjoy saying that every I time. I do. I really do. <laughs> my name is Jason. This is Linda. We are on the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback Church, and today we are going to be talking about generosity. Generosity. So in our last episode, we talked a bit about stewardship. And this, and today we are talking about generosity. Now, a lot of people may think that these two things, they sound awfully similar. Right. What do you, like, what's the difference? Well, let's first talk a little bit about how these two are different, and then we'll dive uh, into the, the topic of our call to a generosity. So, as we think about stewardship, last week we really hit on this idea that God has entrusted things to us, mm-hmm. and we are called to take care of them for his for for, for his purpose. It, it's about bringing bringing glory to God through the caretaking of what He has given us. Mm-hmm. And generosity looks at things a little bit differently. Now we are we are obviously still entering into it as stewards. Right. We are stewards of what we have. A generosity then thinks about it. It it it, it, it goes down into into the heart level of yep. it. It's it's okay. All this is God. It's not. It's God's. It's it's not mine. It's God's. So in order to be the best steward I can be of what is God's and to give God the most glory, mm-hmm. I'm going to live a lifestyle of giving. Right. A lifestyle of generosity, of sharing, of mm-hmm. of, of thinking of things in terms of a community. Right. Um. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So stewardship. First is just the act of that we are entrusted to, with thing, with all things, all different areas of our lives that God has given us, we are entrusted to take care of. And generosity then is the spirit in which we take care of it and, and, the, and how we do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just like in our stewardship episode, I want to kind of start with comparing and contrasting what the way the world defines um, generosity and then how the Bible uses the word because they're similar, but then there are some significant differences. So the basic definition of generosity is a willingness to give or share, and it can involve money, material goods, time, kind words, and encouragement, and also presence. So that's already you can see in just even in the the secular definition, it has more to do. It's a willingness. It's a heart attitude, if you will, um, about how you approach this. The Bible definition is even more clear. It says a posture of the heart that comes from our position in Christ. Biblical generosity is more than just giving things. It's why they're given and the heart posture that accompanies that giving. That's just what Jason was referring to, that this is why we do what we do. In Hebrew, the word for generosity is tzedzaka, and that literally means righteousness, but it's used... Whenever it's used, it's tied to generosity or charity. And what I thought was so interesting about that is that we know from Paul's writing that we have been given Christ's righteousness. So as having that, it is from our position in Christ, it is from what Christ has done in us, then we can develop this attitude and this heart posture of generosity. So before we actually start talking about what it looks like to be generous, let's look underneath and behind what the word actually means. 
just to peek behind the curtain, when we were doing this outline and determining who was going to be talking about what, I purposely gave you uh, that part because I didn't want to attempt that Hebrew word. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Teamwork. Just uh, some behind the scenes (laughs) (laughs) glimpse of how we do things. Um, So, um, again, just like in our stewardship episode, let's kind of give kind of an overview of how Mm -hmm. we see a generosity exhibited in the Bible, how we see some strong demonstrations of generosity in the Bible. So I want to start with Luke 21 is the story of the widow's might. It says, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put two very small copper coins Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. That one's just, it's a beautiful example of a woman who's just overflowing with generosity. And that's not to say that she is overflowing with wealth right. as we think about it. Right. Right. But her love for God, her her desire to give mm-hmm. was was so much that she was like, I don't know where my next coins are gonna come from, mm-hmm. but I wanna give to God. Yeah. And so I will give all that I had. Right. And that's the beautiful thing of what Jesus says is it's not about how it's not about how much in total in right. some it's about the heart behind it right absolutely um, another example of generosity that we see is out of Luke ten and this is a very familiar story it's the Good Samaritan um, and I just want to read just a couple of the verses of the story um, right out of Luke ten starting in verse thirty it says a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. And a priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, he bandaged his wounds, he poured on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So in this story, the people that you would expect to take care of this this man that's been beaten, a priest and a Levite, they completely walk by on the other side. The generosity of this Samaritan, a Samaritan was technically an enemy of, I mean, they were considered enemies of the Jews, and yet he's the one that stops, and he's the one that helps. So the first thing we see in the story is that generosity isn't just for the people we like or that like us, because by all accounts, these two were enemies. But the second is that generosity is about more than money, because he, he stopped what he was doing, he gave, he bandaged him, and then he took him to an inn, and he's going to ask for them to take care of him and I'll come back and pay you on the way back. So he went way out of his way for this person that was technically an enemy. Um, And so generosity 
is for everyone. Yeah, for that was generosity in a few different ways, right? It was it, it was generosity with his time, right? He took the time away from what he was going to do. And he said, I'm going to take care of this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and not only that, he said, I'll come back mm-hmm. to make sure the guy's good, you know, it, it, that, that everything went well with the guy. Yeah. You know, it, it was generosity with his finances. Because mm-hmm. that was he, expensive. He, he paid, yeah, it was probably very expensive. And, um, you know, and he said, I'll take care of all this stuff. You know, I'm good for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was generosity with with even just thinking that that it was so out of the normal for a Samaritan to stop and help a Jew. Like they just did not right. engage, as you said. So so he stepped beyond that comfort, mm-hmm. you know, of mm-hmm. saying, First and foremost, I'm a person. He's a person. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going to, you know, so, so so out of the overflowing almost of his humanity, of his goodness, mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to help. Absolutely. There's another story that I love, and it comes from Matthew 14. And again, this is one that we're all probably pretty familiar with. Um, it's subtitled, When Jesus Fed the 5,000. Um, so I'm going to start in verse 15, but... Jesus is out teaching. He's out with his disciples, and there's crowds of people, and it's getting late. And it says, as evening approached, the disciples came to Jesus and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy some food. And Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And so they had basically, he says, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. That's it. That's all we have. And he says, bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So they have this that amounts to a lunch. I mean, this would have been one person's lunch. (laughs) And the disciples are like, wait, wait. You want us to feed this whole crowd of hungry people. And it says 5,000, but in this time, they only counted men. Mm-hmm. There were likely women and children among them. So many theologians think it was probably a whole lot more than five. It well, was clearly probably- they don't eat. That's why it said, no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Obviously. <laughs> but they, you know, they have just this almost paltry, almost laughable amount of food. They give it to Jesus and he does more with it than they could have ever imagined. And I think sometimes we look at what we might have to give and think, really, what are you going to do with that? There's not much to it. I don't really have that much to give, just like the widow's mites. I mean, what can you do with two mites? And yet, in God's hands, five loaves and two fish became enough food to feed thousands of people. And there was leftovers. I mean, he didn't just feed them. No. To where they were counting out one for you, one for you. There was so much left over. They had baskets full left. Like, as an adult, we hear that story a lot. And it's always always taught in terms of how God can take a little and make a lot out of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's focused on the miracle. Right. Which is is great. It wasn't until I became a parent, Mm. and you start to read in these kids' Bible books, Right. Like we have one that it has this story in it, but it's called the boy who shared his lunch. Right. Right. 
and it really you, and you really start to put a little bit more attention on the boy. Yeah. Obviously, we're not taking away attention from no. Jesus. And right. What he's no. Doing, but. But to, you know, a lot of times we just skip over, you know, oh, this boy had some food. Great. Imagine being that boy and he's like, um, okay, I see there's no food around here. So I got my loaves and my fish. Yeah. You know, do I want to give this up? There's no way something's good to come out of it. They're yeah, going like, to split this. I, I'm going to get a crumb. Yeah. 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 Of bread. You know, but he goes and he and he shares in his in his generosity, he shares. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And imagine trying to put ourselves in that situation too. You know, say we're there, we're watching Jesus, and then all of a sudden somebody comes and taps you on the shoulder. He says, "Hey, I'm with Jesus. I see you got some food. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I have that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if you're gonna get. You know." I don't know what's going to happen. Right. But Jesus asked me to get food. And I see you have that. So can I get in? And he's, sure, okay. You know, yeah. you know, out of his generosity going, well, we'll see if I get to eat or today or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he literally gave away all he had. Exactly. And um, yeah, so I, 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 I love getting to see that now through this kid's story lens of these yeah. kids being like, I should be generous like the boy who shared his yeah. lunch, you know? Yeah. And Jesus can do cool stuff <laughs> after I share, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, so we have this biblical overview of these different examples of different types of generosity. But really at the heartbeat, well, I, I was going to say the heart behind it is the heart behind it, which uh, is true. <laughs> at the center of all these stories yes. <laughs> is, is focusing on the heart behind these acts of generosity and that's that's what generosity is getting at right is that it's coming from the heart it's coming from a place of i want to help i want to give i want to share um i want to give glory to god by sharing by giving um so let's talk a little bit about our call to generosity and what biblical generosity looks like a biblical Generosity starts with the fact that God is infinitely generous and we are called to be like our father. God is a generous God. We can see examples of that for, you know, all over the place, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere you look, just think about the generosity of God. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it comes from this idea that God does not have to do this. God wants to do this. God did not have to make the universe in us. He wanted to. Right. And out of his generosity, he loves to give good gifts to yes. his children, to people, to this earth. And we are called to be like, like God. It is We are called to grow in character mm -hmm. and, and try to live our lives with the same sort of character that God has. Mm -hmm. Um. And obviously best exemplified through Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> so we can look at this and which is a good next, um, a good, a good segue into the next uh, picture that we see of biblical generosity. It's tangible. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about cups of cold water. He talks about 
visits to the prison. He talked about giving food. He talked about all these different ways that we can tangibly give and be generous, right? Mm -hmm. And we can see examples of this all throughout the Gospels. Absolutely. Um, There's some great examples from Matthew 25, but it's just this idea of, of... that we is we can use the physical things of this world, mm-hmm. uh, the things that we have, or our 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 own selves, our own time, and give to others mm-hmm. with it. And that's a really cool way to think about how generosity and stewardship play together in tandem, sure. right? Because if we think about the physical world, if we think about goods, if we think about wares, if we think about the things that we have, if we think about even even things like time and energy and things like that. But if we think about them in terms of how do we give, how do we be generous and give these things that we have and share with others or mm-hmm. give to others, it's a great way to just think. And instead of just wanting more, it's about giving more. Right. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later too. But I wanted to also mention... Biblical generosity is cheerful, right? Right. It, it says in Second Corinthians nine seven, God loves a cheerful giver. Now let's be clear, God loves all people, right? God loves even the non cheerful giver. Right. <laughs> what this verse is talking about is he's saying there should be joy in giving, right? It's not about it. it it's not about giving out of compulsion, right, or obligation, because that because again. We're talking about the heart underneath it. Mm-hmm. If you're just giving, you know, if if somebody takes your hand and you're clenching, you know, it takes it out of your pocket and you're just clutching this wad of bills and forces you and then like, and then like hits you or pinches you and you release your hand <laughs> and you've dropped it into the red Salvation's Army bucket. That that's is not, not that, 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 that's, that's not out of generosity. No. You know? Um, so that's an extreme example of what we're talking about, but still, um, it's, you know, so it's, it's talking about if we're talking about an overflow of your heart, right? right? That's the idea of God loves a cheerful giver, right? Mm -hmm. There is Mm -hmm. joy in giving. Mm -hmm. God's saying, find that joy. Exactly. Um, another thing, biblical generosity is open-handed, open-handed. And the idea in this is you're not expecting to be repaid. If you're expecting to be repaid, it wasn't it, it's not exactly generosity. It becomes a transaction like right. what we talked about before. So Luke 6.35, it says, do good and lend expecting nothing in return, right? So it is as exactly, if it's overflowing out of your heart, if you're saying, I want to give to this person, I want to, I, I want to, I want to help, I want to share, mm-hmm. then it's not saying... Then you aren't just sitting and waiting, or holding a grudge long term and saying, "Well, I gave to you. Yeah, you uh, keep it. You, you help me exactly. It, it, then it's no longer out of the heart. Well, mm-hmm. it, well, it, it could be the wickedness out of the heart. Right. But it's no. <laughs> it's not. But it, it's not generosity, right? So, so we have some more of these things. But I just wanted to recap these first four. Starts with the fact that God is infinitely generous, and we are called to be like Him. Um. It is tangible, it is cheerful, it is open-handed. So, Linda, we got a few more of these. Absolutely. So, the next one is that biblical generosity is characterized by abundance. 
Now, this is really critical because the opposite of abundance is scarcity. And I think a lot of times we tend to operate from a position of scarcity or mindset of scarcity. I have this. If I give it away, I will no longer have it. And what if I need it? So that's scarcity. But God says, no, it's characterized by abundance. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, that doesn't say all that I want. (laughs) It says that God blesses and from what he has blessed us with, then we can be generous knowing that God is able to bless us. I mean, it's not that if we give it away, we'll never have any more. Yeah. It's that God is God is providing to us and we are to be generous with what he's given it. The next one is that biblical generosity is indiscriminate. That means any time to anyone. You don't, it's not like, well, I'm going to be generous with these people because I like them, they're like me, or this is convenient for me or whatever. It's generosity is something that should characterize our lives. So what we looked at in Luke 10 the whole world is my neighbor. You know, that was kind of the end of that parable is, you know, the the religious leaders, the people saying to Jesus, well, then who's my neighbor? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Samaritan guy. Um, and then in Matthew 5, listen to what it says. It says, give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Again, it doesn't say to the one you like who wants to borrow from you. It just says, just be generous. Give when someone asks The next one is that biblical generosity brings God's blessing. Now, this is another one of these biblical principles that runs counter to how we normally think it. It's the exact opposite of our default way of thinking. Because we think when we give stuff away, then now we've blessed somebody else and now we don't have what we had before, right? But generosity, listen to what it says in Proverbs 11. It says generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. So (laughs) you just pause right there. When you give away, you have more prosperity. When you hold it back to yourself, you actually have less. The proverb continues. It says, those who live to bless others will have blessing heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. So the scripture is really clear that as we develop this heart attitude of generosity, we don't have to worry about ourselves and our own um, perceived scarcity because God is with us. He is providing and he has promised that in his economy, when we are generous, he blesses us in return. Now, one of the cool things when I was researching this episode, um, I learned something that I just thought was so neat. Um, the English word that we use, generosity, is comes from a Latin word, which is generosus. And what it originally meant was that just comes from the words of noble birth. So originally, the word generosity referred to actions that reflected an aristocratic birth. And I was immediately struck by the fact that it's because of our rebirth, our adoption into the family of God, that we can truly be generous because as his children, as sharers in the riches of Christ, out of that place of abundance and knowing that our father owns it all and that he blesses and gives us what we need, it's from that place that we can develop this character trait of generosity. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And with that. I know. That feels like, you know, it's just, it. as I 
It, it, it puts such a nice bow on as yeah. we're talking about this topic of generosity. So we just want to wrap this up by saying, like, again, generosity is a state of the heart, not of one's wallet. Mm. We rest in the knowledge that God is the provider of all things. He is gracious and he loves to bless his children. He's confident in his provision. We give liberally out of it. We are generous because God has been and continues to be generous with us. He lavished his love on us, and this should cause us to respond in kind in every aspect of life. So, how can I grow and nurture this character quality of generosity in my life? One good way is to spend some time just really soaking and thinking about the way that God is generous towards you, mm-hmm. right? It's easiest, it'll be easier for you to think about how you can do that for others when you really sit and think about how God does that for you. Yeah. So spend a little bit of time and just sitting in that. Mm-hmm. Just, just really going through all the different ways that God expresses his generosity for you. Mm-hmm. And then enter into a little period of thanksgiving and thinking about that right. and just thanking God for each thing. Mm-hmm. And you can be specific, mm-hmm. right? God, thank you for this. Thank you that you are generous in this. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to turn outward, think about how, how can I look for some different ways, even, even just start small, mm-hmm. some small ways to be generous towards others. And again, it could be with your finances, mm-hmm. could be with your time, mm-hmm. could be with your energy. Words of praise. Could be with your words. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Could be in, on, in all these different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities to live out of abundance in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, and knowing that even if it feels like, I don't know if I can give this. Just say, you know, God, I I may feel like you are calling me to give this. I don't I don't understand how this would work, but I'm going to trust you, mm-hmm. and then just see what happens, right? What's important to remember, I think, in generosity, is there is a sacrificial element of generosity. Sure. Right, because anything that you are giving, as Linda you talked about, you then do not necessarily have. Right. Right. If you are giving of your money, then you watch your numbers and your bank account go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you are given of your time, that, that, that that's hours that you do not get back. Right. So there is an element of, of sacrifice in it. Sure. But just like we talked about earlier too, it's not thinking about what I am getting in return. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my encouragement for you is not to say, okay, I'm going to do this knowing that, God, you are going to give me more money back. Right. Again, that's not the heart of right. it. If, you're, if that's the thought, then you are giving out of wanting to get more. Right. Or out of, uh, out, out, out of feeling secure that you are going to get more. Right. Instead, just focus. It's, that's not what it's about. It's about the heart piece of being a giver, of, 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 of getting to 
bless another person mm-hmm. and n- knowing that you are and, and that their life has benefited right. from what you are doing mm-hmm. right um and so it, it all goes back to that heart piece sure so I, uh, the the best encouragement I can give is to is to don't go right out and just start doing this stuff. <laughs> really sit and think about it, mm-hmm. because because that's going to affect how you start to do. Well, friends, uh, the, so we did this episode on generosity. We had last week's episode on stewardship. Again, these are good ones to pair together. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode on stewardship, I encourage you to do that, and. Um, yeah, so we we love you. We are praying for you as you as you enter into um, this time thinking about generosity. And we will be back with you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.